What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by the radio people. This is your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. That's right. The Wiregrass High School Football Report is back season four, August 1st. We're just a few weeks away from the start of the high school football season here in the Wiregrass, just in time to bring back the Wiregrass High School Football Report. I am your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer for Nothing Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend, and we've got a great show to open up the 2022 high school football season here on the podcast. I will be joined first by Mark Seaving, head coach over the Elba Tigers, who are moving to 1A this upcoming season after being in 2A the last two years. And I'll be joined by the new head coach of the Geneva County Bulldogs, Joshua Thompson. So we've got you 1A and 2A covered. That's kind of an idea what we're going to do leading into the season. Next week will be 3A and 4A. The following week will be 5A and 7A. No 6A because there are no 6A teams in the Wiregrass area now. So we will not be previewing 6A. It's going to be a lot of fun with those two, two conversations. Of course, we'll kick things off with Around the Wiregrass, as I always do here on the show. But before we do that, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can always email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com. And now, man, I've been waiting all offseason to say this. Let's go around the wiregrass. All right, first up in Around the Wiregrass, get ready for a new look Ripuse Stadium. The new Ripuse Stadium over their renovation will feature artificial turf for the first time in the stadium's history. Uh, new locker rooms, concession stands, and restrooms. They will not be finished by season start, but at some point during the season they will be done. Uh, the first game that will be played at the new Ripuse Stadium will be August 18th when Houston County plays Northside Methodist. Northside Methodist will be playing five games there, as will the Delta Wolves. You can hear all those games on 96.9 The Legend with Jerry Coleman, Ken Lambert, and myself. And, of course, like I said, Delta will have five home games there as well. Uh, last year, parking lot was redone. Of course, new video boards and interactive LED lights. So go out to Ripu Stadium if you have a chance. Uh, check out a game. Either the Dothan Wolves would prefer that or uh, the Northside uh, Memphis. Check them out. They play on a Thursday night. So uh, go do that when high school football season kicks off on the 18th. You follow Tiger great Courtney Upshaw is returning to the Falcons, but as a coach, uh, he was inducted into the Wiregrass Hall of Fame back in 2019, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, played in the Super Bowl with the Falcons in 2016 when they lost that 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots. Uh, 2011 defensive MVP for Alabama versus LSU in the national championship. But you follow great staying in the NFL. Uh, he will be an assistant coach and intern for the Atlanta Falcons. And then Dale County's Christian Ross commits to Memphis. Uh, the tight end slash defensive end uh, last season had 30 receptions, 478 yards, three touchdowns, 53 tackles on defense. The announcement was made over on WDHN Channel 18. Uh, other schools of interest were Tulane, Ole Miss, Troy, Liberty, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Army, Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, Middle Tennessee State, and Western Kentucky. But he will be going to Memphis, and we'll be talking some 3A ball in the next week or so. So uh, look out for Dale County's uh, Christian Ross. And that's real quick, but that is around the Wiregrass. Now let's jump into 1A, and let's talk. With Mark Steven, the head coach of the Elba Tigers. 
All right, everybody. My first guest for the 2022 high school football season here in Wiregrass is Mark Seaving, head coach over at the Elba Tigers, uh, one of the best programs in the Wiregrass, in my opinion. Uh, and Coach Seaving, I appreciate you taking your time. Come on the show. Well, thanks, Philip. I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate you saying that about our Elba Tigers. Certainly proud of them, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, really good year last year. I know your first two years, 16 and 6 over those two years. I made the playoffs last year, 10 win region champions last year. But uh, off season, uh, spring in the summer, how's that been going with the team? Uh, really good. We, uh, I tell you, you know, we, we had a big, big senior class last year. So uh, once the season was over, man, we were just like, all right, it's time to get back to work and, uh, and try to figure out, you know, how we're going to fill these spots. So I think we had, uh, I think we lost nine guys on offense and eight on defense. So, uh, so yeah, and we had, you know, a lot of young players coming up. So, you know, it was, hey, we got to get these guys strong. We got to get them in the weight room. And uh, we're proud with the way that they've worked and, uh, feel like we had a pretty good spring and got some of those questions answered. And uh, man, we're just excited about uh, about practice tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. I think for football coaches and players, you know, everybody else, you know, it's still summertime, really. I mean, yeah, it's the season summer, but you know, for you guys, it's kind of like the, it's got to be like a fall mindset. Like you really, uh, when you're in football, especially as a coach or a player, you you don't have the same kind of summer everybody else does. Yeah, that's true. But uh, you know, man, I mean. I tell you, we do it because we love it, and and everybody else does too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you just don't want to be outworked by anybody. So, you know, everybody's working their tail off to get better, and uh, you know that's what we've been doing too. So uh, we certainly, like I said, we certainly had you know a lot on our plate as far as uh, you know figuring out where the pieces are going to fit on our team, and uh, you know not really concerned about anybody else. Just just uh, just trying to get. You know, focus on us, and that's going to continue. Even you know, even when we start practice tomorrow, I mean, we still got so much to do. You know, you talk about uh, starting practice up on Monday, recording this on Sunday evening. Uh, just uh, what, what's the feel? You know, what kind of team you, you could have this season? Well, you know, we're going to be young, but uh, you know, we are in our third year. Uh, I guess with me being here, so our third year with the offense and the defense, so. You know, we're hoping uh, these guys have been running, you know, that even down at the JV level the past three years. So we're hoping that, you know, that there's some carryover from that. And, uh, you know, we, we've uh, we've got some really good skilled players, we feel like, on both sides of the ball. And it's mainly been about trying to develop some offensive linemen and, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and on defense, some linebackers and, uh, you know, all of that. So that's kind of what, the, what our focus has been. You know, it's a lot of offense, a lot of playmakers, of course. Uh, and come so- uh, sophomore running back now, Alvin Henderson, tremendous freshman year last year. I know he's been getting a lot of attention with the offers. I mean, you know, it's been all over the local local uh, media and everything here in the Wiregrass. But I want to ask you about him. Just how, how early could you tell that you had a special player? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, uh, I don't think any of us expected, you know, for him to get this kind of attention. You know, I've been coaching – 25 years and I've never seen a kid, you know, get this type of attention at that age. So all of that, I think was a surprise for us. We knew Alvin was a really good football player and, uh, there was no doubt about that, but, uh, you know, it just kind of took off after our last end of the season. I think he got his first offer from Ole Miss man. Ever since then, it's just, uh, it's just kind of took off, you know, so he's apparently got what these colleges want. And, uh, um, 
you know, we're we're definitely happy he's on our side. Yeah, you know, when you when you have a player like him, and then other players, other teams you play are going to obviously pay attention to him. Does how much does that just open up things for the rest of the offense uh, in that situation? Yeah, I think it does. Um, you know, I mean, there's no there's no secret. I mean, we're a team that runs the football. That's what we've done the past two years. And, uh, but you know, we've got uh, we've got some other guys. You know, I haven't split carries last year with JT Coleman, and JT's a senior this year. Uh, JT ran for you know close to 900 yards last year. So uh, our quarterback uh, Braden Johnson's back, and um, you know, and then and then one of our linemen, Kyle Smith, is back. He's kind of been a, been a leader on our line the past two years. So uh, you know, we're we're really expecting a lot out of Kyle as far as leading the rest of those guys, and uh, it does. It opens up some opportunities for some other guys. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely something we can work with. I don't know. You just talked about a quarterback, Braden Johnson. I know Kurt from last year was his first year uh, starting. Uh, what have you seen with him, you know, after the season, through the spring, through the summer, you know, with his development uh, as a quarterback for your football team? Well, I tell you, Braden's a worker, man. He's uh, he uh, he's just a hard worker. He he's uh, he's he leads the way in the weight room and uh, and out there on the practice field, and you know, he's just absolutely in love with football. And you know, as far as a coaching perspective, you couldn't. You couldn't ask for anything besides that from uh, from a kid that's going to be, you know, out there, you know, running your offense. So, uh, yeah, we love Braden to death, man, and it's so excited we got him for you know not only this year but next year. Yeah, absolutely. And then he adds to your running game. Right? Watching some highlights from last year, you know, he adds that running element too, as well as being able to throw the ball down the field. He really does. He's a big, you know, he's a big physical guy. I think uh, right now. You know, Braden's close to 235 pounds, so he's definitely not your typical quarterback. And uh, uh, you know, we ask him, and we don't use him as a typical quarterback. I mean, we ask him to, to lead the way on a lot of our blocking and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, for what we uh, for what we ask out of him in our system, I mean, you know, I couldn't think of a better guy to have. On the uh, on the defense side of the ball, what do you see that? Right now, you know, obviously, you know, you start practice on Monday, but just through spring and summer and what you have coming back from last season, what what do you view as the strength of your defense? You know, I'd have to say probably the defensive line. Uh, and, I, and I say that because the one guy, Kyle Smith, is back. Um, you know, we are so thin on that side of the ball. Um, you know, we do have JT Coleman that played some corner for us last year. He'll be back. Um and, you know, we're, we're looking at moving him a little bit closer to the ball, maybe an outside linebacker position or something like that. Uh, but I tell you, man, it's a bunch of new guys. And, uh, you know, they're certainly – they're not ready yet. So we got a lot of work to do. And it's going to be one of our main focuses this summer is, is – uh, and it has been is, – is getting these guys ready to play and developing some depth at these positions and, um, you know, putting them in some live situations at practice. So – you know, we can figure out who the guys are going to be that are, you know, that need to be out there. So, uh, you know, with that being said, I mean, we, we you know, we, we like our personnel. They've, uh, you know, these young guys have worked hard and I think they're ready and, you know, it's their time. It's just kind of the unknown of not having seen them, you know, in, in game type action, you know. Yeah, I remember uh, looking at stuff going into last season uh, for you guys and then obviously talking to you during the season, linebackers. It, it was a pretty senior-heavy uh, group there last season. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you, they were a good group. and uh, But but like I said, we're um, – you know, this – matter of fact, this year we've only got four seniors. Um, so, you know, like we got a young team. And, uh, 
you know, that's, uh, and we can't, you can't sit here and say, well, in two years, we're going to be good and all that. I mean, you know, we expect to, uh, we expect to do well every year. So, uh, we got to get these guys ready to go. And, and uh, our coaches know that and these players know that. And I think everybody's decided to get started, you know, tomorrow. And, uh, you know, obviously one of the big changes for you guys will be going from 2A to 1A, uh, a really interesting group of teams there. Houston County is also coming along with you. They were in 2A Region 2 last year. Just uh, how's the team's response or their outlook on going from 2A to 1A with the new teams? It's kind of actually, in a way, it's got to be kind of exciting because there's a whole new batch of teams you're getting to play. But what, what's been like the, uh, the vibe or the feel around the team uh, playing in uh, 1A this year? You know, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, it's, it, from our kids' perspective, from our players' perspective, I don't even think it, it really matters to them. To, I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, they, I mean, they just, they just want to play football and it doesn't matter who we play, you know. And, you know, I kind of like that, that that's the way they feel about it. You know, for us as coaches, I mean, it's uh, it's obviously exciting and a little bit worrisome, you know, uh, at the same time. I mean, you've got some teams in that region, uh, and, man, Brantley, I mean, just an outstanding football team. I mean, they're obviously going to be, I would think, the team to beat. And, and McKenzie, that's got a lot of players back. You know, Kinston had a great year last year. So, uh, Floralis, we saw them this summer. They look really good, seven on seven. So, you know, I think we're certainly going to have our hands full. And, you know, the, the thing that we can do is uh, to help ourselves is just to focus on us, man, and just try to get better every single day. Uh, you know, we, we talk about, you know, let's not be the same team today that we were yesterday. You know, let's take another step. Let's get better and better and, and feel like we just preach that so much throughout the year that, you know, we're not going to be the same team, you know, week seven as we are week one. We're going to be better. And, uh, you know, if you can do that um, and improve and, 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 uh, and, you know, of course, along the way, you're going to have guys get hurt. People have to step up and move positions and things like that. But, but if you can just focus on getting better every single day, then, you know, I think all of those things, when you start talking about playoffs and, and all that postseason stuff and region championships, I think, you know, that takes care of itself. Uh, and and that's kind of the way we approach it. You know, we really don't talk about it much. You know, the schedule is what it is, and uh, we're going to take them one at a time, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, y'all were focused on, you know, getting ready for the season and you open with New Broughton. But me as a person that, that – Talks about high school football tomorrow, grass. I've already circled a nine nine when y'all do play blank. I'm just looking forward to it. You ain't got to talk on it, but I just wanted to uh, throw it out there that I'll be looking forward when you guys do play each other uh, later on in the season. Uh, you do get some familiar, a familiar team on the schedule at Providence, too, as well. I know some stuff on the schedule, but uh, going anything else uh, about the team going into this season that we haven't touched here that you don't talk about, or maybe even just the community of Elba. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, we're real fortunate and, and, uh, you know, to be, to be at Elba. I mean, uh, it's been a great two years. These past two years are, and, you know, our players and our coaches are certainly excited for this year. You know, there's a, there's an expectation here in Elba, uh, as far as the football program goes. And, uh, you know, people expect us to win and they want us to win and they're going to pull for us and travel with us and, and give us all the support. So, you know, we've got to hold up our end, which uh, which means getting out there and, and working every day to get better and, uh, and you know, showing up on Friday night and playing some good football. And that's that's what's expected no matter how young the team is or, you know, or, you know, throw all that in the trash. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is up with football and, and, uh, and we expect to go out there and compete. So, um, 
just excited about the season, man. And, and once again, I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving giving me the opportunity to talk about our guys. Well, lastly, before I let you go, and I, we, we talked about this a little bit before we hit record button here. That last year, I was asking coaches of the Friday Night Light question: What do you what comes to mind? But now this year, I've got a new question to close it out uh, with coaches, and, and this is completely off of football. But when you are away from football, what are some of the things that uh, you enjoy doing? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Um, I'll tell you, you know, our families, man, they <laughs> even, in, even in 1A football, our families sacrifice so much. So uh, for me, you know, when, when I get a chance to, to be around them, I've got twins, uh, boy-girl twins that go to uh, University of Alabama. And then I've got my son, Ty, that plays at Elba uh, over there. He's going to be a junior this year. And, you know, it's mainly spending time with them, Uh you know, obviously trying to get up there to some Bama games is tough for me uh, during the season, but I always try to get up there to a few of them. And, uh, you know, then personally, I, I, you know, I enjoy, you know, doing some outdoor stuff, some, uh, some hiking. Uh, and I used to be a, I used to be a fisherman back in the day. I sure would like to revisit, revisit that if I, <laughs> if I ever had a chance, you know. So, uh, but, uh, but I'll tell you the thing, one of the things that I love the most is, is football, man. I mean, that's why I Absolutely. do it. And, and have an opportunity to work with these kids and, and see them grow and uh, and and especially you know see how they do once they once they get done with high school and they move on uh, and that's where the real real reward in it is so uh, yeah that's uh, that's pretty much pretty much what I do <laughs> well I'm sure a lot of people when I ask that question it's going to go with the family dynamic uh, I just have a feeling uh, when I ask that question but uh, obviously I always love a, a football great sport and uh, it's it's great in the wiregrass and i I feel like you guys are gonna have a great year there at elba coach and once again i appreciate you coming on the the first show of the season uh it's been great talk to you uh, about the elba tigers and uh, good luck this season and um, i'm sure we'll we'll chat a time or two throughout the season thanks for the tigers man all right now let's transition over to 2a and here's my conversation with the new head coach of even county bulldogs joshua thompson Everybody joining me as we now jump into 2A. I am joined by the new head coach of Geneva County Bulldog, Joshua Thompson. And uh, Coach Thompson, I appreciate you taking time and uh, coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It was great to have you on. Great to have you on. Just uh, what's, what's the excitement level there at Geneva County right now with the, uh, the high school football season right around the corner? I think everybody's excited. The kids are excited. Uh, we've had a good summer. You know, we had spring. Uh, we went spring ball, so uh, – um, we, we start practicing uh, tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow afternoon. be our first day. we got a lot to get done in a hurry. <laughs> so, uh, so, so when some of you have already listened to this, you kind of may have already had their first practice of the season. Uh, just Let's go back a little bit. You know, back in April when uh, you were named the new head coach, just uh, how did that process go? Because obviously you've been with the program, basketball head coach, offense line, defense line coach for several years. Uh, right. how, how was that process going, and uh, how did it feel when you were named the, the head coach? Oh, it was an honor. You know, the process is always is I guess stressful because you're worried about it and you you know you want the job and it uh, it was stressful, but it was it was an honor and you know it was uh, it was great that they you know allowed me you know gave me a chance to to do this and I'm uh, I mean we're excited I'm we're excited to get started tomorrow and you know we've had a good summer a good turnout and uh, you know with workouts and conditioning and um, you know we'll start start practice tomorrow we'll work out and. Then, Hit the field for the first time. You know, and you know, obviously I mentioned coach, your head coach basketball too, head coach of football. And a question I, I have, and I actually got to have you on because you can answer this question very right. good for me, very clearly for me. 
Oh, what's some things with basketball that can cross over to football and vice versa? You know, skill sets that, you know, that kind of go with both sports. Right. Uh, you talking about for the athletes? Yes. Yeah. You know, the, you know, basketball is a lot more about your jumping and, you know, football, that's not a big thing, but speed and agility, you know, um, footwork, you know, I think basketball helps with footwork so much, you know, just, especially for post players, it helps post players and some of your post players are your linemen. So it just helps with footwork, uh, but speed, agility, you know, just trying to keep the kids active, you know, if they're playing anything, you know, and that's the whole point of, you know, when I got the job was trying to get all athletes to play every sport. You know, we had, we had too many football players or too many basketball players that weren't playing football and, you know, they're kids that would really help us. And, um, you know, so we've kind of got them. I've got 13 on the basketball team, and 11 of them are playing. Um, so that's, you know, that's been great. We've got the, the numbers out there. You know, we're all ninth graders. We've got two ninth graders that are playing varsity, but the rest of them are 10th through 12th, and we're running between 36 and 38. So, I mean, the numbers are a lot are a lot better. And um, But, it, you know, it's a lot of the same skill set, speed, agility, just athleticism, you know. But footwork, I'd say, is probably – the most prominent that you see from basketball that helps in football. You know, and how important is that, you know, for, you know, high school kids to play more than one sport? I remember hearing Steve Spurrier talk about when he was still in South Carolina, talking about how, you know, when he was growing up, you played everything. That's just what right. you did. But now you see more and more uh, maybe kids may only play one sport, just specialize in one. But for you, you know, coach, coaching both sports, so how important do you think it is for, for kids to play more than one sport? I think it's very important. I mean, if the kids aren't playing sports, you know, they're going to be sitting at home, you know, most of them. Now, most of them might get a job, but the specialization, I mean, I think during the Super Bowl where you saw like, I think it was like 96% of the, all the players that were playing in the Super Bowl played more than one sport. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and you don't see it as much in football and basketball. Um, I think it's more of a baseball, softball thing where you really see it a bunch in is that, you know, this kid's a pitcher and he's going to pitch and that's all he's going to do. He don't want to wear his arm out and, you know, but they play travel ball all year. And, you know, so I just think it, and it makes the kid better in baseball. You go out there and, you know, and you're the quarterback in football or you're a wide receiver in football. It helps you when it comes to baseball season and, mm-hmm. you know, your agility it's, I think it, it's just better to just play everything. And, you know, I think it makes the kids better athletes. Uh, looking at the team this year, just uh, from an experience standpoint, uh, where are y'all at senior, junior, uh, when it comes to that part, uh, ratio of the roster? Right. We're actually a really old team. We graduated a big class uh, last year. You know, we graduated, um, I think, 12, 11 or 12 seniors this year. We've actually got 14 seniors this year, and we've got uh, 12 juniors. So, you know, and then I think sophomores, uh, me and Coach Summer was actually doing it a while ago, trying to see how many we had in each grade. And um, we got a couple freshmen and then uh, I think eight sophomores. But we're an older group. You know, and this group's played a lot in the last few years. You know, they had got the attention um, because of some kid that went to Alabama. But, uh, you know, this, this is a pretty experienced group coming back. Uh, you know, and, and, and kind of jumping back and you getting the job, you becoming a new head coach, uh, just uh, philosophy-wise, what's, what's your philosophy for your team, offense, defense? You know, we're just, just play a discipline. You know, um, we're going to be a disciplined team. We're going to try to control the ball, control the clock. Um, you know, and 
try to play some uh, lower scoring games than we have in years past. Uh, there's been a lot of games in years past. That we've it's been a track meet. You know, we had this game, a couple games with Delville that, you know, it was like a basketball score at the end of it. Um, you know, so we're going to try to control the ball, control the tempo of the game, and just, you know, control the clock. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I've seen some of the scores over here because uh, during the uh, during the uh, uh, Dothan Wolves broadcast, I'm I'm keeping up with scores. So uh, I know uh, last year you guys gave, scored uh, about 26 points per game. Uh, you talked about someone who went to Alabama, but uh, running back uh, Kenley Pryor is uh, he was there last year. Now he was the one that you know made a lot of big plays for you guys last year. Uh, what what is the running back situation for you guys? Uh, I mean, we've got Kenley's coming back, of course. Um, Isaiah Hutcherson, who's been kind of our fullback. In years past, he ain't got the touches, many touches, but he's a good athlete, you know, great kid. Um, you know, probably our main back probably be Brendan Hall, who would be a sophomore. Um, you know, he's he's gonna be a good player in the next three years. Um, you know, we got Wesley Ward, Jose Martinez. I mean, we've got skilled players coming back that just hadn't, you know, got the notoriety, got the attention in years past, but uh, we've got, you know, our skilled players, uh, Jose Martinez, you know, he'll be our quarterback. Um, um, but Amari Holmes, I mean, we've got receivers and, you know, skilled players. Um, so they've just – they haven't got touches in years past, you know, just because that, that – um, you know, just depth chart. Uh, offensive line, which I know that's where, you know, you were the offensive defense line coach. One, uh, how how involved are you still going to be with that? And uh, what's the offensive line looking like? Um. You know, we're again, we're an older group. It froze on me there for a second. But I, I, you asked me about the offensive line, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, older group, uh, probably going to end up starting five seniors across the front. Um, you know, uh, three of them will be returning from last year. And then uh, I have a couple that were backups last year that will probably start. Um, but older group, very mature group, you know, and that's, you know, the biggest thing. And, you know, not the biggest in size. You know, not the heaviest. You know, we're not the tallest, but it's a good group of kids up front. And I don't know that's where you, you were coaching at. You know, before before you know, how much uh, how involved are you still involved with that position, or is somebody else uh, dealing with it? Or, I mean, how how involved are you going to be with the offense? Oh, I'll, 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 I'll do the offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, okay. Coach Coach Sumner will be our, the offensive coordinator, and I'll do the defense. I'll be the defensive coordinator. All right, and that's a good transition because that's where I was about to go in the defense. And you guys gave up uh, 29.4 points per game. And I know last year, though, it was a tough year all around because injuries. I mean, it was seeing, you know, injuries really hit y'all y'all hard. But uh, defensively, uh, what's the group look like? It feels like um, just seeing some stuff you have said, there's a lot of experience coming back on that, that side of the ball. Right, yeah. Um, we bring back uh, actually seven starters from last year. One kid that got hurt, he probably would have been eight, but he got hurt in the first game. And uh, he was out for the year, um, so he'll be coming back. But, um, you know, we returned our whole linebackers and our whole secondary besides one. Uh, lost a corner. Um, you know, up front is where we'll have to fill in. We lost uh, three starting defensive linemen uh, from last year. So that would be kind of the group that, you know, we'll have to – I'll have my work cut out for to kind of get, you know, get three ready, get three or four ready to play. Um but it's a they're a good group. Well, I mean, we'll probably you know going making the depth chart last few days. Going into fall camp, it'd be nine seniors starting on defense. Wow. Uh, so uh, you know that's 
could change, but just going into it. Uh, so it would be experience. And it's a group that, you know, me and Coach Sumner, um, you know, and Coach Hackett, we've had on JV, you know, for when they were younger, you know, and they kind of ran the system that we're doing then. You know, when me and Coach Sumner, you know, we coached on varsity, but we also had to coach the JV. Um, so it's kind of – it's that same group that we've had and that we've had kind of come up, you know, all the way through. It's got to be good a good feeling to have that many seniors on that side of the ball because, you know, especially when you get in region play, you play these teams, you know, for years now. These play, guys have seen these guys, these other teams are going against. So they're not going to be fooled by them. That's got to be like a huge advantage having that many seniors on that side of the ball. It does. It, it definitely helps. We've got and kids that have experience, you know, and they've, mm-hmm. you know, they've been through playoff games and been through, you know, tough games during the regular season. It definitely it shows. It helps. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it does. And you talk about region. Look, I have said this uh, since I've been doing this podcast the last couple of years. Two A region two, line it up with any other region in the state, and just the number of teams because there's usually a team in this region that's good enough to make the playoffs that doesn't. Yeah. I think about Cottonwood last year, the year before yep. Elba went six and four and they didn't make the postseason. And I, I know you take it one game at a time, but and just how. How good is that for the players so that they, you know, there's a challenge every single week in the region? And it's kind of does, – does it help keep their focus? It does help keep their focus. But, I mean, it, you know, we, we're not playing that week zero. We got week one, we got Laverne. And then, you know, we go Laverne, Ayrton, Abbeville. I mean, we go straight into it. Um, GW Long. I mean, it's the region is super tough. A uh, bunch of good teams. A lot of good coaches, mm-hmm. you know, region. Um, and they do a good job of getting boys motivated. You know, Coach Harrison over at Cottonwood, he's – He's done a great job over there. Um, you know, I think it uh, is a very tough region. Every week, you know, you get uh, you get challenged. Yeah, then you got two new teams coming in. Sanson's coming from 1A and then Whisperer coming down from uh, 3A. And Whisperer is huge solid. So it's like, okay, uh, Elba is going to 1A, but now you got Whisperer coming to it almost take their place. So it's uh, it's I'm always paying attention to that region on Friday nights while I'm in the, in the studio. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough region. You know, you lose Elba. And then Wicksburg gets put in there, and well, you know, toss <laughs> up. But um, no, it's 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 tough every night. You know, every Friday night, it's um, it's a challenge. You know, there are a lot of good teams in the region, and then you know, our non-region games. You've got you know Laverne, who have made the playoffs forty straight years in two A, and Slocum and you know two four A teams, Slocum and Geneva. Um, so our, we're going to be challenged all every week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know it's early. It's 820. Uh, excuse me. August uh, 26th when y'all play Laverne. You get tongue tied here. Hey, it's the first episode of the season. I got to get the group back. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, uh, and we're talking right the day before, the, you know, August is hit. But uh, just going in, though, what are you looking for through practice and as you get closer and closer to kicking off that first game? Man, it's just about, well, first of all, you know, help get in shape. You know, we've got to get in shape. Um, it's going to be hot the first five, six weeks. Uh, but just about discipline, you know, it, it, you know, not we can't have the penalties that we've had in years past. And, uh, you know, everybody's doing everything 100%. Can't take plays off. You know, just stuff that we've, you know, done in years past that have hurt us. You know, there's been a couple of years and years past where we should have been a seven, eight, nine win team, and we've been a four or five win team. And it's just the little things that you do every day during – you know, during fall camp or during, you know, Monday through Wednesday's practice, you know, that adds up, you know, on Friday night. And that's the little things that, 
you, know, you can't have happen, especially in a tough region like we are. Um, you know, like we're in, you just can't, you can't do that. You can't make mistakes and expect to win. And uh, so it's going to be all about, you know, discipline, just a, doing the, all the little things right. You know, the boys know what, you know, schematically what we're going to do offensively, defensively. Like, but it's just, you know, doing everything that we say, how we how we want it done. And, uh, you know, Coach Sumner, he, he does a great job of that, you know, on the offense side of the ball and just getting the discipline, you know, on that side, you know, defensively just, you know, the same thing, just be disciplined and do your job. Know what you've got to do. Don't worry about everybody else on the field. Just do what you have to do. All right. And I'm looking forward to y'all getting started. The uh, first game, like I said, on August 26th. There I said it. I didn't get tongue-tied <laughs> that time against Laverne. But uh, I told you all fair. I had two special questions to ask at the end. Right. Now, the first one is one I've been asking for years, and this is your first time on the podcast. So you get this one, and they're just the one I'm asking uh, everybody this one. But I have to change it a little bit on your end. But okay. the first one is when you hear the term Friday Night Lights, what comes to mind? I mean, just football. That's everything you think about. It. Football is you're supposed you're supposed to be that on the field. <laughs> uh, the second one, when you're away from, I'm gonna add one to this. When you're away from football and basketball, what are some things you enjoy doing? Um, I like fishing. Uh, me and my wife, we go to the beach. Um, you know, uh, we we went this past week because you know once once tomorrow starts, and <laughs> you know my life's pretty much over until February March. Um, uh, go to the beach, fish, hunt. You know, I don't get to hunt much anymore with basketball season, but I do enjoy it. Um, that's really about it. Grilling, <laughs> I like. To grill. Yeah, um, I had uh, Coach Mark Seaving from uh, Elba early in, in the first part of the episode, and he, he right. went to the family. I, I told him once, I have a feeling with that question, family is going to be one of the uh, one of the common denominators on that one. But uh, you know, we talked about the team. We talked about you know you getting the job and what, you know, that first game gets you Laverne. Anything I didn't ask you uh, about the team or maybe something you want to say about the community uh, there at Geneva County, uh, anything else you'd like to add? No, the community is very supportive and, you know, they've, they've supported me and, uh, you know, coach Sumner has been my assistant coach uh, for basketball for the last four years. So now he's, you know, he's coming with me in football. So, I mean, it, he's been great. You know, he's kind of a, right-hand man, um, you know, if something, if something goes down, he's the first person I'm going to, you know, so he's he's been great. The communities, you know, they're very supportive. And, you know, me and my wife, we moved here. You know, she moved. Uh, she was the volleyball coach and, and taught at Wicksburg. When she moved down, you know, she's teaching down here now and helping with volleyball. So, you know, the community's awesome. We've bought a house here and everything. So, you know, it's uh, I'm just thankful. And it, it's an honor to be their football coach. Well, uh, I appreciate uh, you taking time coming on here, uh, the first episode of the season, to talk about the Geneva County Bulldogs. I wish you all the luck uh, this upcoming season. I hope we can uh, chat a few times throughout the season, uh, see how things are going. But uh, I, I do I do appreciate you, Coach Thompson, for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, anytime. Just let me know. All right. Once again, thanks to Coach Thompson and Coach Seaving for coming on this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. It is really, really good to be talking with you guys again. The season's here. We're just a few weeks away, but it's really great uh, doing that open. That was it was exciting. It, it brought a level of enthusiasm by doing this show, and it does every single week uh, talking the greatness that is high school football. 
in the wiregrass. Before we get out of here, before we get out of here for this week's episode, a couple coaching changes. Now, I'm not going to go through every single one in wiregrass on this episode. So as we are going by these different regions, uh, a different coach from a different area, different classification, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to go through who are the new new coaches. And over in uh, 1A, that's where we go, because 2A, the only one here that we care about here in the wiregrass, we just talked to the guy, Joshua Thompson. So we're not going to go over to 2A. But in 1A, Florala, they're changing coaches. Their new coaches, Jordan Cantrell, he is replacing Chris Middleton. Uh, he's actually entering his ninth year at coaching. He was at Elmore County from 2018 to 2021 and West Limestone High School in Leicester, Alabama from 2014 to 17, he has a 35 and 50 overall record. 2016 with a West Limestone, the team went 10 and 2. Houston County, who, like we mentioned, they now are in 1A. They went from 1A after being in 2A for so long. They're 5 and 5 last year. Chip Harris will not be the head coach. Uh, he is now going to be an assistant over at Delville. Replacing him is Jake Allen, who has spent some time with Houston County from 2015 to 2020 as an assistant coach. Spent the last two seasons with Slocum under head coach Richard Tisdale. He's actually spent some time with Dothan Tigers from 2012 to 2014 as wide receivers coach. Played professionally with the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, the Calgary Stampeders of the CFL, and the Georgia Force of the Arena Football League. So that's some new coaches in 1A to check out and keep an eye on for this upcoming season. And that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcasts available over on Apple Podcasts. So please follow, rate, and review. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, you're watching the video, or if you're listening to some kind of audio, there is a description for the the direct link to the show as well. You check that out. And uh, you can always email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com. Everybody has a great week. Talk to you next week. Till next time. Bye-bye.